All right. Well, welcome back to another and very special AmeriCorps Connections, where we have a really fantastic and unique opportunity to speak to some of the past podcast guests. Um, the AmeriCorps Connections podcast will be a year old officially in January-ish of uh, 2024. Um, I think we have over 30-something episodes and... Um, and I'm just so excited that we've been able to do this for a year and that people are still excited. And I know if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're going to go back and listen to every single one of these, these guests that are on here um, podcast and, and understand or their interview and under to try to understand um, what you, their journey and learn more about their AmeriCorps year. So if you are listening to this for the first time, my name is Nikki Fiaco and I'm the brainchild of AmeriCorps Connections. And the purpose for the podcast is really just to connect AmeriCorps alum um, that are out there, had a service year, and now they're out there doing wild and wacky and wonderful and, and exciting things. So this is really going to be a dynamic conversation between these wonderful folks who trusted me with their stories. Um, and yeah, so I just want to get started. Um, the first thing I'm going to just open up the floor and um, just say who wants to jump in and kind of reflect on like, why the heck you jumped on this uh, this platform and wanted to share your AmeriCorps year and um, what your experience was during the podcast? Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I can jump. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Dan. Um, I can jump in. I mean, I'll be honest, I think one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to jump on the podcast is to support you, Nikki, and also to support work going on for AmeriCorps alumni. I just love seeing any kind of opportunity to provide more resources and access to, to networking opportunities for AmeriCorps alumni. Um, so I just really was excited to, to do that. And I always love talking to you. So, so it's a rich conversation. Um, and honestly, it's funny because, so I get, you know, that Spotify wrapped AmeriCorps, your podcast was on my top five. <laughs> so I loved listening to everybody's stories and, um, it's been really nice to get to talk to other people about, uh, about what you're doing and just meeting and seeing what other AmeriCorps alumni are doing. And it was really nice because shortly after my podcast, I did meet Dana Vizelli from City Air, who's also in San Antonio with me. And so she's now actively involved in the AmeriCorps alumni chapter in St. Antonio with us. So it's been really good. And we even did a service project together in August um, because she works for City Year. And so some of us alumni hopped on and helped with, with what she and some of the folks from CIS was doing as well. So just so many and wonderful things and has come out of that. And yeah. <laughs> that Well, first of all, thank you so much for um, supporting me. I appreciate that. Um, and so you hadn't met Dana prior no, That's I'm not. No, crazy. I think you actually said you should interview this woman, Dana. And I was like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also I've had a few messages come in from LinkedIn too, or even emails saying you were on that podcast, right? So it was someone from a state service commission. So we were talking about some of the work that we're doing. So it was really nice to be able to also help get the word out about some of the work that we're doing at New Politics. So just lots of great things coming out from that's awesome. That's so great. And yeah, connecting all those 
those tangential organizations together is super important. We had um, Chad on the call, Chad Driscoll, Driscoll from America Service Commission's um, couldn't make it because they're doing a virtual staff retreat planning session. They're they're always doing something. Um, thank you, Christina. Who else? Who wants to go? I can go. Yay. Uh, I was chatting with a friend of mine whose daughter was graduating high school and she was considering AmeriCorps and she was mentioning one or two programs. So she didn't really know a whole lot about the thing. And even the website wasn't super intense about what it was and so being able to share a an experience that what AmeriCorps NCCC was for me and what that could be for other young people and knowing that there was a a gap in having people understand and hear from folks who have already done it and what that means for people's future and it isn't this like it's a meaningful and useful step in your journey about figuring out who you are and figuring out who you want to be so um, and I also, afterwards, I've sent it with um, my AmeriCorps team. And now it's like, it was like a love letter to AmeriCorps class 12 um, G2 team. And they all, now we all like had a big reunion about it. So it was a really great way to celebrate and reconnect. That's awesome. And for the folks that are, ju are just listening and not watching this on, on the video on YouTube, that was Dana Benjamin Allen, who was just speaking. And before that was Christina Flores from um, New Politics. Um, thank you for that reflection, Dana. And Dana's so awesome. Like, not going to lie, she kind of sent me a gift that has to do with IPA. And that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Dana. And um, she also wrote a position description for somebody who's going to help me on the back end of this podcast. So if you need something done, <laughs> Brittany, I love your reaction. Um, if you if you want something done, ask a very busy person and a business owner to to do it. So thank you, Dana, for for the interview, being on this, uh, being on the interview, being on the podcast and everything that you've done after that. And we were introduced through Amanda McSwine, right? That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I still need to get her on the podcast. That's for 2024. All I'll right. With, I'll help with that. Yes. I love that. All right. Who's next? Who wants to reflect? Um, I can go. Um, yeah. So I just think that it was great that everything is in one place. All the stories are in one place. Um, like, like, like all podcasts, right? It's like all concentrated because you meet people from AmeriCorps and then you kind of, they kind of, you know, you don't, maybe you get their contact information, maybe you don't, um, but it's nice to have it all in one place and you get to, in the, in the little notes, you get to see what they're up to and things like that, where they work and all that. So I think it's really cool for that reason, those reasons too. Oh, thank you, Libby. And I'm trying to, oh, that was Libby McLean, McClayton. Um, I should have written down all of your episode numbers. Um, sorry, just go through. Oh. That was one of the most recent ones. Um, and I'm working on actually having like a landing page. Um, right now we just have the website or right now we just have where the, all the podcasts are hosted on. Um, but hopefully in 2024, I'll have somewhere for folks to go. So if, you know, if, if somebody that has been on the, had been interviewed and been on AmeriCorps Connections has some sort of resource, I'm winking at Dr. Jenna Pugh, um, that folks might be interested in that they can go there to download it. Thanks, Libby. Okay, we have Brittany, Trey, and Craig. I guess uh, you called ahead. me out. No, oh, no, no, you go. 
Well, since you called me out, Nikki, so now that I know what backlinks are, I really appreciate that. I've been learning about SEO the past few months. Um, but I think what I appreciate most about being on the podcast was really reflecting on my service. It, like I served 08 to 10. So it's been 15 years. Right. And... <laughs> So it's been so long. And then to now, after having a big career change in the past two years, and to look back at really where it all started with AmeriCorps coming out of college, it was just fantastic to know what I know now, I suppose is the best way to describe it. Because when you're in it, there's like great days, there's really challenging days and days where you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. And you might not necessarily see the fruits of your labor while you're serving or even after. Um, and then to now reflect this many years after it's been fantastic to see and to get reconnected with the community and especially connecting with you, Nikki, you've been so, so supportive and been such a cheerleader for me and all the work that I'm starting to do. So I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to connect with you. And it all started with you reaching out to me via the AmeriCorps alumni LinkedIn group. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And I think reflecting on our service year, and I think too, when we reflect on our service year, it's crazy how many folks um, we stay in contact with and then circle back with, you know, it's like they just become part of your, your universe. And then when we start to expand, I mean, you run into them in person, you know, Christina and Dana, and you work on, work on virtual projects. It, it's just so cool. And we just got, um, Addie Lipson just, just joined us. She's, she's backlit very mysterious over there. Um, what we're doing, Addie, is is just sharing like why you were interested in joining uh, joining the podcast and your experience. And um, so I think Craig was going to go after Jenna. So if you want to gather your thoughts, um, so go for it, Craig, and share where you are with everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Craig Worrell. I'm intentionally unemployed currently sitting on a porch at 2 a.m. in Kofagan, Thailand. Uh, my background actually looks a lot like Brittany's you know, when it's light out here with the palm trees and the, the waves. Uh, lucky SOB I am. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to evangelize AmeriCorps and public service since before I did my service here because I just assumed it was going to be amazing. And I always did informal volunteering myself around my campus back in undergrad. Um, and I want to continue doing that. And I'm still doing that. And my goal always used to be um, kind of, you know, lower income, lower socioeconomic folks and trying to introduce them to the idea of public service in AmeriCorps because of the education benefit and obviously personal fulfillment. Um, because I did see a theme and a trend of generational wealthy people doing service projects and service mm -hmm. programs because they're they could afford to kind of forego a salary. Um, and when I talked to you last time, I was kind of in the inverse situation where I was a career coach at a you know, pretty prestigious public university. And I was trying to convince students instead of going to Goldman Sachs and getting paid 200K a year to maybe consider forgoing that for a little uh, bit, maybe a year or two and doing some public service and doing some public good. So I've just realized like I just want as many people as possible, regardless of background, uh, to know about the option of public service. And hopefully it puts them on a trajectory like it has for me, where, you know, I haven't touched the private sector, don't really have any interest. Um, and I think I have a lot of talent and skills that can be used in the public sector. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to do 
after I'm done uh, philandering around the world here uh, yeah. and head back to local government or you know, something to that tune because I love the being on the ground work, localized work, and I'll always have a passion for that. And it influenced my education and jobs and just want to spread that as far and wide as possible. Podcasts are a great way to do it. So thanks for having me. Well, when you do get back stateside, um, there's this great program called um, Leader, uh, New Politics. And so if you're interested in getting into <laughs> the political realm, I highly recommend connecting with Christina Flores and her team, for sure. I like government. I think I'm done with politics after being in D.C. back in the day. But, you know, I I, I, I love the work that you're doing. <laughs> Thanks for sacrificing so I don't have to do it. <laughs> Thank you for that, Craig. Your um, the interview was fun with you. I think you were, you had just emptied out your apartment and you were like on a tethered Wi-Fi, and it was great yeah. and wonderful. And uh, we had to time the podcast so that we weren't announcing to the world what you were doing until you had made your your jump. So again, thank you for trusting me to share your story. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? We got Brittany, and Trey, and Addie. Uh, I can go. All right. Um, so, gosh, it feels like another lifetime when we chatted. Nikki. <laughs> um, I think I'm kind of in Craig's boat a little bit of just like, I am not in Thailand, unfortunately. I'm still chugging away at, at you know, work. But I think I started to think about volunteerism in a whole different light. And like, because the world has forever changed. And we've always said like, oh, we need to change with it. And I'm like, but we're not. Like, we're still doing the same crap. And we're wondering why volunteers aren't engaging. And I'm like, because they're not feeling connected to us. Like, we don't take the time to like, get to know them. Like, we're always about like, oh, this has to be done. And you need to show up and do this at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, that's not meaningful for people. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I'm really just starting to think about how we communicate as an, as a national organization and like maybe events aren't the future of volunteering. Like I, I just don't know that we're doing, I don't know that we're doing the world a service of like providing great experiences. And I think we have a long way to go as an organization to get there. Like we're, we're like, I don't know, in my head, 30% of the way there. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's just like, it boils down to like, oh, we don't have the budget to do that. Or volunteers don't deserve the same things as like our participants. And I'm like, so it's a culture shift. Like we're starting to be like, no, they should receive the same meal as a participant. Or, you know what I mean? Like volunteers yeah. are not like, you know, the, the option F or whatever, I don't know, like they just, the culture needs to shift about how we treat people mm -hmm. and how we're engaging with people. And I also recently started volunteering again in the education realm, um, with like a local mentoring organization. And I facilitate, um, sessions on Monday nights with same it there, it's like a college prep program. And so these, these mentors, are with these high school students three years starting in their sophomore year. So sophomore, junior and senior year, um, and they're low income. Um, and it's, you know, 
giving them access to college. And so it's been interesting, like being back in that realm. I was, I was a mentor a couple of years ago and I took a step back because I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Yeah. (laughs) I need to like take a step away. And I knew I needed to take a step away, but I think I'm just really starting to think about like my experience there um, Mm -hmm. and like how we're not doing our, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like volunteering in and of itself has, is going through, has been, and is going through its own sort of, um, uh, transition. And we were talking about this at the points of light concert back in 20, in 2017 points of light concert. That sounds fun. Points of light conference. Um, and we were like, do we need to name volunteering something else? Right. Like, but then also I feel like we've also, tipped over into like, but when is, when are you asking somebody to do something as a volunteer, meaning unpaid when it's like something that is there, they get paid for in another, another, another part of their life, you know? So that's such an interesting, we can do, well, maybe we'll do a series on, on volunteering. I mean, honestly, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. even college students now they're like, well, tell me more about like, if I volunteer at this event, what am I like, people are asking more like what, what's in it for me, but not yeah. in a nasty way. Like, it's more like, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give up my Saturday morning, what is my experience that day mm-hmm. going to look like? And come on, like if you, I don't know, I just, I yeah. think there are some severe missteps in how we're defining volunteering and how we're treating our volunteers. Yeah, definitely. And Brittany, I think you and I talked back in, I think, March, right? <laughs> like there were a couple of folks on this call. I think Christina is one of them um, that were the the early adopters. So um, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, okay. Trey, Addie, Jason. Um, Jason Rose is joining us from Idaho, right? Correct. Idaho? Idaho. Yeah, sorry I'm late. Uh, that's okay. Um, we are just going around and reflecting on our experience on why we wanted to be on the podcast, your experience on the podcast, um, and then kind of like, I guess, what you're up to or jazzed about now. So Trey, Addy, do either of you want to go next? And then sure. Jason, I'll let you collect your thoughts. <laughs> sure, I'll go. Um, I think the podcast experience was great. One of the things, the reason I was like, yeah, Nikki, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in. Um, it's because I, I realized there's so many of us that have stories and um, that are just not being told. You know, you, we find as we're working in different sectors, different industries, uh, how many folks have actually been through a national service program. And you're like, oh, they're kindred spirits in some way. You can even notice there's almost like a brand that is like, oh, I know what you've done and what you've experienced. We can have a conversation. Um, and there's also even a I've, I've even noticed there's even a work ethic, earth work ethic. I can't even speak right now. Uh, there is a way uh, of seeing and a paradigm that a lot of times we we all kind of share, or some or some. There's some something that's similar in viewing, and I think it's necessary for us to show that we are showing up in a lot of different spaces. Some folks think that we are all still in the nonprofit sector. Some of us are definitely not in the nonprofit sector anymore. Uh, some of us are still in, are in politics. Some are some of us are in politics and government. Some of us are in other spaces. And I thought it was good for us to just continue to share these stories, especially for those future alumni that are the football alumni that are coming in. Uh, they have an opportunity to say, "Hey, you know what? We're everywhere. Yes, mm-hmm. we are everywhere." And I don't want to sound that does sound kind of creepy as I say that though, but 
we are also everywhere. So keep that in mind as as folks are also looking and navigating. If you have, if you if, if the folks that are listening, uh, if you are looking in a particular sector, there's probably an alum somewhere around that you can probably reach out to. So it's just good to get get us out there and get some people out there so they can find those connections. And that's um, and for those of you that are just listening, that's Trey Deadweiler, Deadweiler from Think for Good and the Service Nerd Collection. Um, and that was also one of my uh, missions and passions for this for this project is to debunk the idea that because you do a, a service project or or um, a national a year of service, um, then you're going to become a teacher, you know, or you're going to be in nonprofit or social work or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and just, I love to, I think during our conversation, Dana, you and I kind of talked about how your experience with, um, C and some of the backend stuff that you had to do and then doing, working with the boys and girls club, it all kind of laid in this process of like, Oh wait, I can be a business owner. Like, like how, like like to be able to connect national service and and triple C right not even Vista, um, <laughs> which is all behind the scenes, to be able to connect national service, um, to what you're doing now that gives you the courage. In fact, Jason, I think I think I talk about this on some of my other podcasts, but one of the things that you brought up about your in triple C experience was kind of how you think about like. Um, urban structure and how it impacts the environment. And some of that had to do with the starry nights that you had um, during your experience. I remember things, folks, like I, I edit these things. So I listen to the conversations like 16, 17 times. And I've said this before. I usually am just editing out stupid things that I say. Although this one is not going to be edited because um, I don't have time and I just want to get it out. So if you said something really, really bad, reach out to me. But I'm trying to have you guys talk more than me because I don't have time to edit this. Um, but anyways, yes, to your point, Trey, we're not all in nonprofit, right? And I had a conversation with somebody the other day. I'm like, I want to make money. Like, look, I want to be able to to make money and give back and and be comfortable, right? Um, so anyways, I should stop talking. Okay, Addie and then Jason. I have a quick thing oh, to add to yes. what Trey was just saying. So knowing that AmeriCorps members are everywhere, I think something that we could all do better is actually like acknowledging the fact that we were in AmeriCorps. I think the Peace Corps does a good job with this. Like I feel like people slide that into conversation a little bit easier with that they did the Peace Corps. And I don't know that AmeriCorps members do that as much. I was on um, like a webinar or something earlier this week and someone mentioned they had served in AmeriCorps and I like blew up the chat. I was so excited. And it was, I think one of the first times I've ever heard somebody actually say that as part of their professional background. So it's something that I guess we can all start with this group here and within the podcast too, but starting to beef up that culture that we acknowledge this is something we did. And on LinkedIn, people put like X Goldman, for example, on there. <laughs> I don't know if we need to put X AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps alum in our headlines, but it's a start. I love that. Like normalizing, you know, part of my, I'm an AmeriCorps alum, like introducing yourself. I'm Nikki Fiaco. I work for, I do. And I'm also an AmeriCorps alum. And people will be like, what does that mean? Dana, Dana has a thought. Anytime someone interviews with me in any job and Currently, if you are an AmeriCorps alum, you get through all the all the bull nana. I want to I want to talk to you. And yesterday, I was interviewing a young woman 
And she dropped that she was an AmeriCorps alum, but it wasn't on her resume. And I was, I said, You're, we're working together, have no fear. But let's also like chat a hot second about the fact that like being an AmeriCorps isn't like a headline that you hold so dear and that you are excited to share. Because when you put that you are an AmeriCorps alum and you're talking to an AmeriCorps alum, that is shorthand for you are resourceful, you are a badass, you know how to work with people, you know how to bring people together, and you sure as heck know how to get things done. So like, absolutely. Um, and so if anyone is, is listening to this and you haven't really shouted out AmeriCorps, even if it was like 20 years ago, get that back on your resume Yeah, for the benefit of all of your future employers. I like how you added badass on there. I wonder if there's a way to get that into the pledge. I'm an AmeriCorps and member and I will get things done and I'm a badass. Like let, maybe we can talk to um, the CEO and see if Michael Smith can, uh, I don't know, update the pledge. Talk to the communications folks. Make AmeriCorps edgy. <laughs> um, okay, Addy and then Jason. Hello. Uh, real quick, I came in late. Craig says he's unemployed, but check out Travel Twerps. He's doing a great job on that. Um, <laughs> double thumbs up from Craig. So question is, uh, why were you excited about the podcast and how to help you reflect on service? I was excited about the podcast because I saw Dana Bazelli be on a podcast and I'm full of myself. So I wanted a platform to speak about it. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, one of the uh, city year core tenants is uh, shoulders of giants. And it took uh, Einstein's quote of uh, I see far because I stand on the shoulders of giants. And my interest in doing the podcast is if uh, being an AmeriCorps alumni makes me a giant, I want to be one of the biggest giants possible for them to stand on. So um, echoing what a lot of people are saying here, um, I, I was excited to talk about um, not only AmeriCorps as a whole, but how it poured into my personal experience and led to where I am today as the head of HR. Um, and I think it's good to uh, feature some of those uh, narratives because I, I stay engaged with uh, Milwaukee Corps. And a lot of times uh, during their 18 minute networking, they have all these fields that people want to go into. And, you know, I don't know why I'm surprised that no one ever puts down corporate HR for what they want to go into. But like, I, I think what it what uh, being an AmeriCorps does is teaches you that idealism. Like um, when your HRIS breaks during payroll and everything is messed up, how are you going to uh, steer this ship of 350 people and make sure that everyone gets paid, stays happy, and we don't accidentally break any laws? Um. So the way, some other ways it connects to the work I'm doing right now is very real on the finding other AmeriCorps alumni thing. Uh, my recruitment director is uh, from NCCC, and we are both very much like, um, we see the chaos going on. Everyone else is going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's what AmeriCorps teaches you. And I think it's great to focus on like some of these other narratives because, uh, like the, the the same cost prohibitions that stop someone from serving a year of service is the same cost prohibitions that like stop someone from sustaining that year and rebounding from it. So sometimes, like me, I was in a lot of debt my uh, two service years, still recovering from it, and that's why I'm not in nonprofits anymore. So it's 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 nice to hear just the cacophony of like what people went through while they're here. And how that turning and how they're turning that into making their little corner of the world a little better. 
I love that reflection. No, that that's great. And um, and for those folks who are just listening, that was Maddie Lipson. And if you go back to her interview, um, she actually does the sit of your chair. I'm just gonna say I was it's burned <laughs> into my memory. That's quite a, she didn't do the with 9-11. She didn't do the exercises, but um um and I love that reflection of um of you know how an AmeriCorps year is stressful and you have to figure things out and it does totally pour into what what you have what you can accomplish now. Um and I I like I really love something that you said about the financial struggle. Um so when I was down in South Carolina, we had a a a, a, a members fund, emergency fund. We ch- we changed the name of it from emergency of like something else. But the stats showed that those folks who accessed those um, funds up to $500 had more of a retention rate than the folks that didn't um, uh, utilize those or need to utilize those funds. So what it showed to us is if if those funds weren't available, those members would have had to drop out because the commission was able to pay for those tires. And I had to buy tires like on the spot. My tire blew up on the... (laughs) on the highway and I just so happened to like veer off into a Mr. Tire that like, thank you universe. Um, But since we were able to pay for those tires, that member was able to continue in service. And what an amazing conversation if we start to have, like, I'm sure we have some AmeriCorps members that have some money um, that would be willing to contribute to either their state service commissions, AmeriCorps, like emergency fund, or maybe build out a foundation that can support AmeriCorps programs. Um, in the region or in the state. So that's awesome. All right, Jason, you're up. Um, man, such a good question. Eddie, there's a couple things that you said that uh, made me think of so many things. I mean, I'm not in like corporate HR. I work in public transit, but it's, there's like a, a kind of a corporate feel to it. And I think, um, I think that like, what, what, what strikes me is that uh, you can, you can do anything with like an ethic of service sort of like, I think there's this like mm-hmm. idea of like, what is corporate HR? What is working for the government? Um, but I've like run into some people like locally and, and more broadly that did like NCCC or any AmeriCorps or Peace Corps working in this kind of space. And they still, this is going to sound dumb, but like, they're not as lame as I thought, <laughs> you know, like there's a, there's like more to it. Right. There's like, there's more personnel, there's more happening. Um, and I think that's some of what like AmeriCorps brought into the fold is like, we, you know, I did NCCC um, <clears throat> out of Denver and one of like, at one point we were doing taxes. I'm like, right on. Like we, but we were doing it in a, like kind of a together way. And uh, I don't know, there was some, something about like the, the intent behind it. Um and that's, and that's so, okay. So tying back to the actual question, um, that's what, uh, that's what kind of drew me to the podcast initially just hearing other people's stories, um, and listening to, uh, listening to like everyone else's experiences, especially after, after they left their service here <clears throat> and like what happened afterwards, you know, where, where are they now? How did this, how did it change their trajectory? Um, I I get a similar, like sometimes I'll do um, sessions where I'll talk about career paths. And I was like, I was an English major. So I have a similar sort of conversation with people when they're like, oh, you're an English, what do you do with an English major? What do you do with an AmeriCorps service here? Like you can do 
anything, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and so I, I was curious about where other people kind of landed and hearing other stories. And then, um, yeah, I was, I don't know, maybe, it, maybe it was a little bit of ego, you know, I'll be, I'll be involved. Um, but I was interested in kind of telling my story, I suppose. Yeah. I think, but it's a great I podcast. Think... That's main, that's mainly what it is. You do a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think it's also like, wow, you want to hear my story sort of thing. So like maybe a little bit of self-promotion, like, oh, I want to, I want to tell my story, but also wait, we're talking about this. There's other people that are talking about, this is recorded. Like we're putting this out there for public consumption, you know, and this isn't limited to an Amer to AmeriCorps alums. I love it when people say, oh, hey, so-and-so, I just talked to so-and-so and I sent them over your podcast so they can listen to because their kid doesn't know what to do next or whatever. And what an amazing resource, because there's really nothing like that out there. And um, I am so happy that reading isn't like a huge thing anymore because I mean, I love reading. I do love reading, but I mean, like audio and visual are what people are consuming now. So if you send a blog over to a 20 something year old and you're like, Oh, read about this. They're going to be like, where is the TikTok? You know, like just, which might be next. Like I just started an Instagram folks, like baby steps on the promotions. Um, so yeah, I think it's just bringing everybody together, having these conversations and realizing that like we do have something to talk about. Um, so thank you all for those just quick little snippets and, and reflections on the, on the podcast, uh, on your podcast experience. Um, now I'd love to just open the floor um, if you wanna talk about how maybe you've interacted with some folks on the call or folks off the call, um, maybe some people that have reached out to you because of the podcast or, um, you know, whatever, like how did being on this AmeriCorps Connections podcast change your life? I mean, we do have 53 followers on YouTube folks. Like you are stepping in the, to the world of influencer. I know settle down, right? You're all going to get a pin. I promise. <laughs> for you for the folks that are not watching this on uh you're just listening everybody's cracking up right now so go to the audio and just watch how everybody's laughing at me so um yeah if anybody wants to step up and and dana and yeah go for it addy i keep seeing jenna everywhere like uh we i i, I uh, added a lot of the people that i saw on the podcast to linkedin and now Jenna and I like had a little networking thing where we talked about uh, some of the stuff that she's doing, some of the stuff I'm doing. I saw each other at the City Year Alumni Homecoming, and now we're just here again. So I think it's funny to see like um, how a lot of the members on the call just keep showing up. It shows that this is a community, which is good. It also proves the law of attraction, by the way, right? You yeah. buy a red car, you're going to see red cars everywhere. <laughs> So tell, um, so Jenna and, and Dana, right? And Addie, you all were on that city year call, right? Other Dana. Oh, Dana Bazelli yeah. was. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, that's right, because you're NCCC. Um, but yeah, city year did um, an alumni homecoming, which I think is the second year they've done it. Um, it was virtual. There were, I know, at least 120 people on it. And it was the best virtual event I've ever been a part of super interactive. And um, like Annie said, it was great to see people that we are now recognizing from outside of our years of service. And now we're just, you know, connected in general through the podcast. So it was really fun. And it's something that I mean, AmeriCorps itself, that would be 
interesting for them to do for any and all alums too. And um, take a few notes out of City Years page because they did a fantastic job with it. What made it, um, what were the interactive, just a few things that they did? There was, um, is it like an annotation feature? So it was like, where are you calling from? So everybody clicked on the map and then they had a timeline of which year did you serve? And you got to see like how many people, like a heat map of the people who were on the call. There was a, um, an escape room session that we were in small groups and we got to meet new people and click on this interactive like website to learn new things that were going on with City Year and then a reflection exercise with the perfect background music. And I enjoy reflections anyways, but this one was very moving. And so draw pictures about who you were when you served. And that was really, really unexpectedly moving for me. I just, you know, drew a little person with all kinds of question marks, like, you know, existential crisis, and then realized who I was and how far I've come since that service year. So it was fantastic. Cool. I love that annotation. Um, after I interviewed with Christy Heine, Teach for America, um, I jumped on a training that she was doing. And in that training, she they used the annotation. And I was like, ooh. And so then I went into my staff meeting and I trained everybody on the annotation. <laughs> what else? Who else has interacted or or what's what's going on now? Like, what are you super excited about? What are you focused on? What do you want people to know? This is your time. I can share. This is so weird. So I contract locally for like the Colorado Conference on Volunteerism. So it's a bunch of like volunteer management professionals that come together once a year and, you know, learn things. Um, we were like pretty well known, like in the local community, but people this year was our first in-person, um, like fully in-person since the pandemic and people traveled in for it. So um, it's starting to get some traction and which is fun. So, but um, I didn't even make this connection, honestly, until he did the podcast and it was after uh, the conference, uh, but swim Kareem. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Albuquerque, Albuquerque. It's only like six hours from Denver, but he came in, attended the conference, was a part, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so cool. I love him. He has his own podcast um, as well. And then I saw it pop up on your LinkedIn, Nikki, and I was like, wait a minute, he's an AmeriCorps alum? How did him and I not talk about that? Like, because we spent some time together at the conference and I was like, truly, this needs to be like you all are saying, like on our LinkedIn pages, like somehow like AmeriCorps needs to create like a like a little, you know, where it says open to work. It should say like, you know, AmeriCorps alumni, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just I think there's I don't know. So it was super, super wild because um, I was like, how did this not come up in conversation? Because his service year was a while ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not something like unless you just did it, yeah, you continue to associate with. So that's been I, pretty fun for me. So Addy has us all getting hand tattoos. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. But I was thinking more like a lapel pin might be like fun. And then Trey's saying in the chat. Four. One for each hand, you know? 
<laughs> we um um Trey was saying a coin, a service coin. Um, so how would you use that? Like you would handshake and you would like slip the coin into somebody's hand. I don't know. How do you coin? What's the handshake? I don't know. There's there's various ways to use the coin. And basically when you're out and you if you have your coin on you, it 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 allows for certain things to occur. If you don't have your your coin to have you on it, then you probably owe the other person something. You just say it that way. So uh so if we're out kind of drinking or we're, we're having a good time somewhere, who's buying the, who's buying the meal depends on the person who doesn't have the coin. Uh, oh. So just a thought there. Uh, if you have, if some of you all may have coins in other spaces, you all you probably know that that's sometimes works that way. It depends on, there's some different rules, but just thought about it. Just thought about it, especially as we, as you're, we're still seeing uh, some new emergence of looking at uh, national service as a whole. Uh, both civilian um, civilian service as well. So looking at it like, hey, that could be a pretty cool thing. Uh, let's see how it goes. I don't know. Get a little mm -hmm. A on the coin and like, like so the little pale pin that that blue. We have like uh, get get us a little coin with a a little bit of the saying on the back. Or I don't know. See let's see how it goes. Yeah, I so I'm a big fan of Ryan Holiday and he has coins. They're like stoic coins that he, he, has. Does. he um, does he does i'm not does. sure what what they do but i like the magic power and for those that have listened to me say weird things i i love esoteric stuff so ooh, oh is that one of ryan holidays this is not ryan's but this is a stoic coin this is that my son and bone bottom coin uh do what is right uh, uh not know what is easy um, and so mm. it's, it's good for like mindfulness as well. I use it for like when I'm, when I know I need to like stay still, it, mm -hmm. it, it's like an anchor anchoring tool too. So absolutely. So something like this. I love very, it. Very heavy. I have, have a, I have a stone that I put in my pocket to remind me to stop talking. One of those. I get that. <laughs> no, nobody wants your opinion, Nikki. Just put your hand yeah. in your pocket. I get it. Um, but I was going to mention too, have you ever heard about the, the Masons and the apple? So I think if you slice an apple in half, um, it creates a five. I feel like Addie, you would know this or, okay. Dana knows people know people are shaking their head. I'm not crazy, but it like creates a five pointed star inside the apple. So Masons would cut an apple and put it on like their table at the pub or whatever. And so Masons would be like, I see you like, like we're brothers, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I'm not going to edit it because it's funny and, and weird. <laughs> um, For listeners who are totally confused, this all stemmed from this wild chat that we have going on that may or may not appear sure. in the, the recording. <laughs> well, uh, it, I'll get the chat. It'll be sent to me and I'll see what can be put on um, the notes and what maybe shouldn't. But I do, Trey did say, um, don't be lame, join AmeriCorps. Like, that's an amazing tagline. See? I think it is. Yep. Who else wants to contribute in whatever way you feel is good? I mean, you all talked about how, you know, this has brought a lot of you together from different spaces. The thing I find fascinating, and correct me if I'm wrong, Addie, but, like, I started my public service volunteer journey in Milwaukee back in 2005 and have put in like maybe a hundred thousand hours in that city. And I feel like we didn't cross paths. I mean, unless I was 
we didn't. Had blinders on, but um, yeah, I and I, I find that so like, incredible that we I saw circle back here. So. And I was like, I'm going to add this guy. Let's see where it goes. And that was, what, yeah. a year or two ago now? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, it's it's a big city and it has a lot of work that needs to be done. But, you know, I'm just glad to hear there's so many people coming out of that city. And there is such a strong, like, alumni network there. So it's things like that. And I just wish those would become more physical. I know we tried to get a bunch going back in the day. And then we'd do a beach cleanup on Lake Michigan. And then it would fizzle out. And and that's the problem that people have been referencing here I'm also in a bunch of Peace Corps alumni groups, but they just, they are better at just harping, like show up and we'll give you, you know, free food and, and people do show up to those events. And there was like emergency stipends during COVID for displaced folks that, you know, was very structured and it's just like need to do a better job at having that, that structure in place to kind of help alumni and support them in times of need or in careers or whatever it might be. Um, And I guess one other thing I just want to throw out into the podcast ether is, you know, nearing 40, I guess I'm very tired. I'm sure many of you are tired. (laughs) I never thought I would be tired of direct service and volunteering and just giving myself with my body. But now it's more like, all right, I'd rather just, you know, sit at home. And I think COVID had a lot to do with that, too. Uh, So I think it's also that is finding a lot of non-physical ways that uh, alumni uh, and just people interested in service can kind of participate and lend their good. And it sounds like, Christina, you might be working on things like that. But, you know, whether you have coding skills or, you know, you want to help influence policy and you want to write, um, you know, a public speech for a local committee hearing or something like that. Mm-hmm. These are all ways we can give back without having to like pick up trash or whatever it might be. Uh, and I think we could do a better job of organizing those as well as alumni and I mean, I'm just talking here, but hopefully I help uh, organize some of those pretty soon. Uh, and But this podcast helps to organize things like that. Yeah, the idea of the the physical chapters, um, it, it, it just, I don't know, some cities it, it, it works and some cities it just doesn't. DC has a strong, strong chapter. Um, and and, there, and then there's also like, yeah, there's so many things about that, but uh, appreciate that reflection, re- reflection, Craig. Yeah, we've started to, we have just started almost a year ago, a chapter for alumni in San Antonio, which is like, so that's how I get to see Dana Vazelli and how we got to do some service projects together, but it is hard. And, but there is a definitely a desire for folks to connect and eat and just share different professional opportunities and, um, so hoping to continue to do some of that too. Cause I know I personally, I moved to San Antonio almost a year and a half ago, so I'm still newer. And so my Austin AmeriCorps alumni experience was very different. I was like, I want to meet new friends and I want them to be AmeriCorps alumni. So it's partially selfish to, to form the chapter, but, um, everybody, uh, that I've gotten to meet has been great. And I think what's interesting about, I don't know, just being in different professional circles, something about someone being an AmeriCorps alum is just, it, you just feel it when you're about around other AmeriCorps alumni, everything's really efficient, really organized, extremely mm. collaborative, and it's just something special. So it doesn't matter, I think just to kind of harp on what was already said, doesn't really matter where you end up going. 
but those skill sets is it's just so transferable that's really great and now as a 35 year old it's been so long since I served it's just like wow yeah I can definitely tell you served mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a, it's it's great they're transformational leaders yeah and that was Christina Flores for, for folks that were are just listening how about Libby I'm going to call you out how's your yoga classes going Oh, they're good. It's going pretty well. Um, I mean, so now there's just because it's closer to the holidays, you know, that there's less, there's less turnout because people are starting to get ready, but the people that do come enjoy it. So that's the important thing, I think. And you'll get inundated in a few weeks, right? Everybody will be in the gym. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody will be back and ready to go. And then we'll probably by like the end of February, early March, it'll start (laughs) start getting lean again. Yeah. Sadly, I was in the, not sadly that I was in this industry, but I was in the fitness industry for almost eight years. And it was so funny because January, I mean, it was packed people. I had to like monitor the treadmills. I'm like, you're at 28. You should be cooling down 30 minute minimum. Let's go. Let's go. Or maximum. Let's go. And then by March, I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello? <laughs> So, well, we, um, I would love if anybody else has anything that they want to reflect or, or highlight that they're doing or anything that's, uh, any updates from when you were interviewed to now, or anything that you just want to share with the group, um, and anybody else that's listening and just maybe say your name and, and like, um, yeah, and then we can wrap it up. Hi, I'm going to say real quick, cause I got OSHA calling me in a few minutes. Uh, I'm really excited to announce that I am engaged and we're getting married on May Day 2024 because I want there to be workers' protests every year. Congratulations. It's an Amero wedding. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm going to go call OSHA. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. See you. Bye, Addie. Bye. Nice to you all. Congratulations to Addie. What'd she say? May Day? I love that. That was a cool announcement. <laughs> All right. Well, who else has something going on? Pray you have something going on. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Since since we chatted, um, the final manuscript to my book went to the publisher, um, which is pretty, pretty cool. It's called The Contemplative Morning. Uh, it is a book of reflection uh, for resilient and for resilience. Uh, that's that'll be should be out and ready for um, for eyes and for eyes on um, sometime next year, probably first quarter. I think that from what it looks like. So very excited about that. I also got engaged um, since the last time we chatted uh, as well. Uh, we had we have not set a date. I'm only two months in, so uh, so that's that's where we are there. Uh, other than that, those are the two big, big deals um, um, that are happening in my life. So I'm just excited by about about next week, not working the rest of the year. So <laughs> it's I feel uh, that. Yeah, the, the 19th at about four o'clock. It's a wrap. So That's, congratulations <laughs> on your book and also congratulations on your engagement. I've heard um, that like 
writing a book when it's finally published and then you put it out it's like kind of putting the baby out and being like good luck. <laughs> is that how it feels yeah, I feel that way too. It's it's as as they're coming back with like covers and and things I'm like okay, it's getting really close. Um, and even thinking about how much I procrastinated, and then it just took me really about a couple of different weekends of just being alone and taking it through. And so, like to now get it out there and birth whatever is going to happen, I'm, I'm I'm actually looking very I'm I'm very much looking forward to. It. So I hope people can you like the, it. Can you say the name again, Trey? Because I'm super interested. Sure. The Contemplative Morning. It's a 40-day reflection um, um, book. It'll take you through. Uh, so, so Nikki, you talked about Brian's book. You probably read The Daily Stoic. It is my version of The Daily. It's not necessarily The, the Daily Stoic at all. Um, it is basically what my meditations, you know, things that I've thought through during my meditations over the last, uh, since 2016. So every morning I would get up, meditate. Uh, write something down and I would send it out to people. And so mm-hmm. that's, that comes to about almost about 2000, 2000 messages. Uh, I just finished last, uh, last month, November. Uh, I said, I'll go ahead and shut it down because the book was coming. And so we've distilled those 2000 messages down, picked out 40 um, and wanted to share it with more people in the world. So hopefully folks like it and uh, see how my brain works at five o'clock in the morning. wow that's so that's so exciting and yeah that was like the same process that ryan holiday mentioned for his um his his books um that's so cool um so the contemplative reflections the contemplative morning the contemplative morning okay um i love that um noah smock from the baltimore community tool bank and an nccc alum has joined the call and he's yeah he's right under trey well, that's where he is for me. I don't know where he is for other people. Um, so Noah, what we did uh, before you jumped on is we everybody just kind of reflected on like why they wanted to join the podcast and con- their experience, and then what has um, what has come about since you uh, the interview on the AmeriCorps Connections podcast. And I don't know if it's preemptive to somewhat do a little drop of what might be happening in March. Um, I'll leave that up to you though, because there's other people involved, but if you want to just quickly like reflect on your, why you want to join the podcast and your experience, that'd be awesome. Sure. Sure. So hello everybody. Sorry, I'm late. I'm zooming and zooming and zooming from one to the other. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm here, I'm here in Baltimore. The, uh, the main reason I did it is because Nick, Nikki asked me to, and I found that it is a very good idea to do everything that Nikki thinks is a good idea. Um, also I will say, so, I run a grassroots organization. Um, we are uh, we're small but mighty at the same time. The the tool bank is a national network of basically tool sharing resources in the community sector. And our marketing plan is for me to run my mouth, even though I'm an introvert. So I would take all podcasts, anything that you can edit, anything that's not live, I will do. And um, uh, it's just an awesome way for us to have something to share, to get the word out to, to broad audiences. Um, we literally show up every day to serve other people, and we can only do that when we reach them and they know that we exist. Um, so that was the main motivation. Um, I think I can drop a, a note about, so 
um, everybody will be on the list, but we are doing a nationwide sur alumni service day in March in honor of AmeriCorps week. Uh, we've got the whole tool bank network involved, at least I think five cities uh, signed up already. So if you are in a diverse geography, um, which I'm sure you are not all in Baltimore because I don't know you and I tend to know everybody in this sector, um, we will be looking for alumni just to sign up for a service project because what, what we know so much about working in different 